This is Piers Ficini in his song, Until Silence Reads the Lines, a Patagonia music benefit track for the Environmental Justice Foundation. Introducing Patagonia Music, exclusive songs from your favorite bands to raise money for environmental activism. Search Patagonia Music on iTunes or download the free Patagonia Music iPhone app and you can stream the Dirtbag Diaries wherever you roam. Come out of the shade, girl, and move into the light. Patagonia Music. Buy a song, benefit the environment. Learn more at patagonia.com slash music. Joy and celebration. With additional support from Kuat Rex and New Belgium Brewing. The Dogleg Shoot. It's a steep, narrow couloir, sitting a short scan from Crystal Mountain's groomed runs. I've ridden it maybe a dozen times, but the approach of the backside always kind of makes me nervous. Wind loads huge amount of snow into the small bowl, and there are limited zones of safety. In the last 30 feet, give me the most pause. Last winter, I watched as Becca ripped a small slab off this final pitch, grabbed a tree in desperation, and hung on as the ensuing slab ripped out the skin track below. We collected ourselves on a slender ridge just beneath the summit. There was meager space, a cornice to one side, and an unsupported slab on the other. I carved a small platform on the steep slope for us to make the transition from uphill to down. I spotted her as she stepped into her ski bindings. She stepped gingerly up the hill to the ridge's very spine, and I took her place and quickly assembled my splitboard, booting onto the cornice. With no room to sit, I laid the board on the slope. I put the first foot in, strapped it. I stood balancing on one foot as I swung the other into the binding. My core held me steady. When there's no room to sit, you have to stand to strap in. It's a trick I've mastered through the years. It's never come in handier. I balanced on the narrow ridge and watched Becca drop into the peak's safest aspect. Transitions make or break us. In climbing, quick blade turnarounds are the difference between headlamps and walking out in perfect evening light. In skiing, it can mean another 1,500 foot lap or heading home. They can be awkward. Chimneying through snowmows between glacier and an alpine rock face has never been much fun. But like all things, there are beautifully designed systems thought up by generations of climbers and skiers before that make it easier. Each is a small ode to speed so that we can spend more time doing what we love. Eight years ago, Becca and I started exploring Tahoe's backcountry. Ahead of me, Becca would stride evenly on skins and skis. I would wallow behind her on snowshoes with my board strapped to my pack. I'd lumber upward in a swearing mess of sweat and a gear to find Becca patiently waiting on the summit. I would explode my backpack and snowshoes across a small snow platform, watch, and then curse as the wind would tug an empty granola bar wrapper from my open pack into the ridgetop's circular wind currents. Transitions were a haphazard cacophony of buckle snaps and reorganization that I completed with bare hands. Then I'd have to warm my hands in a different set of gloves, collapse poles, and find some spare spot on my pack to clip them to. I'd stammer apologies, 
as Becca neatly tugged the skins from the bottom of her skis, folded them cleverly around her forearm, and shoved them neatly into a small opening in her pack. She loved me anyway. At the time, split boards were large and sloppy, designed for sole riding in open mellow bowls in perfect snow. When the boards evolved into aggressive downhill machines, I switched with pleasure and vowed that no skier would ever have to wait for me on the summit. I practiced, began to take pride in the process of the transition. Summit, unclip buckles, rip skins, pull on hat tucked in breast pocket, slide nano puff over thin shell, brush away snow collecting in the board's hinges and clips, carefully and slowly push the board together. Slide the bindings into the pucks, secure the pin, rebuckle. Haste was the enemy. A relaxed but efficient method, bound in muscle memory, was the solution. I experimented with different styles of gloves until I found the perfect combination of dexterity and warmth that made the intricate process as fast and as warm as possible. Helmets still bother the German engineer in me as it requires two more buckle clips, but it's vastly more efficient than a head injury. The skiers no longer wait, and I take a certain amount of dorky pride in this. A year and a half ago, I could sense that I was evolving as a person, that Becca and I were evolving as partners. There were no discussions or lightning bolt moments, but we felt the quiet shift in unison. Our lives are thriving here in Seattle. Our friends and family support us like Granite Bedrock. Creative endeavors thrive. In the mountains, they're pretty close. During the winter, we pile into our friend's Astro van at 5.30 a.m. and drive the two hours to backcountry stashes. In the pack van filled with friends and laughter, the drive goes as quickly as it could. But four hours in the car is still four hours. Time I know I will not always have. In that very first Dirtbag Diaries, I vowed I would find my way back to the mountains, to a place where the weather forecast is as easy as looking out the window. From time to time, I still get stir-crazy and dream of the 150-square-foot apartment connected to Henry Telfian's lakefront home, where we would watch winter storms blow in across Lake Tahoe. But these moments, they happen less, and I found a solid balance between my competing passions amongst the Cascades. When the time comes, a first home will be a bit of a stretch. A second home, a cozy weekend cabin with cascade snow piled up on the windows, that's a hallucination. So a year and a half ago, I did the next best thing to buying vacation property that I could think of. I bought a 1976 13-foot scamp trailer designed to be pulled by a car. It was a little more than a month's rent, and there was a reason. Inside, the scamp looked like what you might imagine a 1976 fiberglass trailer that had been sitting in the northwest rain would look like. Mold clung to the walls. Behind the cabinets, it grew in deep patches. The electrical system was shot. The water useless. The propane heater was original. After a work and a bike ride, I'd cook dinner and then wander out into the driveway and work sometimes until midnight. I took it to its bones scrubbed with bleach, sanded fiberglass cabinets, patch holes, tore out tangles of wiring, electrocuted myself only once, rewired, added a stereo. We embarked on the never-ending painting process. 
our next door neighbors would poke their heads in to find me clad in safety goggles, fiberglass dust, and a respirator. I was building something, something more than a refurbished 1976 travel trailer. I was creating my path back to the mountains. I was cutting out excess transition time between the snow and our home in Seattle. With a place to stay up there, weekend driving times would be halved. It's taken more than a year, but the scamp is ready. I've heard the excuses. They get delivered as stern warnings from new parents. Life is going to change. You will never be able to ski or climb. There isn't enough time in the day. It's impossible to get out of the house. In just a few days, that's what I'm about to be. A parent. A father. The thing is, life is always changing, which is what makes it so joyful. Community of the mountains has never been easy. There's never been enough time in the day for me. So I carve out what I can out of the waking hours, and I'm happy with it. And for every time I've been offered an unsolicited warning of doom about how my life is going to be one giant suck fest of diapers and 4 a.m. feedings, I've also found role models in the last few months. Raj and Meredith ski twice as many days a year as me, and they have a two-year-old. Craig is as good a father as he is a climber, which says a lot for his capabilities in both endeavors. Siri runs a 40-acre vegetable farm with a child strapped to her back. Steve has five kids who are a seamless unit of outdoor-loving joy. Yes, I'm nervous. Yes, I have no clue what I am getting into. But I do know that I've built my own escape hatch into the mountains. It's sitting in the driveway. This is about embracing, refining a process in order to achieve an ultimate goal. I'm sure it won't be pretty, but I will delight in learning the diaper change. I'm considering placing a stopwatch on the changing table for a little extra motivation. I'm making the transition. As the snow flies this year, I'll be preparing an extra bag to place by the door. Eliminating errant buckle fumbles on the car seat. Navigating an awkward trailer through Friday traffic while Becca and I sit three deep with our child on the bench seat. And if it works, we will pull into the parking lot at the pass, curl into a ball of three on the snug table-turned bed, and let our expiring breath heat the small space of the scamp. The interior lights will cast dimly into the gathering flakes falling outside. On Saturday morning, I will check the weather by drawing the blinds. Coffee will brew on the stove. I will watch as my child feels the first wonderful cold kiss of snow as it collects on eyelashes. Maybe one day he or she will want their mother to teach them to ski. Maybe no. At the very least, they should know how to make a halfway decent snowball. I just want them to know it's possible for a person to create their own version of happiness, no matter how audacious that might seem. If not, I'd be failing my child as much as I would be myself. Stay in between Lines on the interstate Trying to concentrate Keep traveling through space time Daily routine And so I stand, balancing on the edge of a metaphorical slender ridge. At the moment, I perch next to the smallest tree, the most meager island of intellectual safety. 
I balance between the edges of my snowboard. The finest muscle twitches in my feet and core keep me upright. It's a trick I've learned through the years. There is no way to ride back down the way I climbed up. Pining for that option is just a waste of mental energy. And the only path is down and forward. I will make eye contact with Becca and promise in a soft voice as I have a thousand times before. I've got you. She will snap her skis into the fall line, drop off the cornice, and lead us into parenthood. At the bottom, as is our habit, we will turn and look back at two interlaced tracks, two signatures etched with flourish down a slender swath of snow. We will carve out our vision of parenthood, our own version of life. Let's face it, the transition is never the fun part. I don't skin upward for hours to make the transition. I do it so I can lose myself in billows of white, feel snow hit the back of my throat, gasp for breath, and emerge smiling. I do it to be lost in the moment, to be swallowed by perfection. And that sentiment has never been truer. Music today by Drake, Mezzanine Owls, Have Gun, Will Travel, and Ra Ra Riot. You can download the songs for free at our website, dirtbagdiaries.com. As all of you know, we have t-shirts for sale. And with the holidays upon us, you may need to get that perfect gift for the dirtbag in your life. Our t-shirt partner, Adiak, has sweetened the deal a little bit. Starting November 28th, you can get 10% off your order for one week. You'll need a coupon code, and you can find it on our site, dirtbagdiaries.com. There's a post about it. Click on the t-shirt link, enter the code at checkout, and voila, you have the discount. Support for the diaries comes from Patagonia. They're continuing to redefine business as usual with their Common Threads initiative. It's a pledge made between Patagonia and you to reduce, repair, reuse, recycle, and reimagine gear. What could be more dirtbag than that? From producing quality gear and repairing it to offering sales of used gear on eBay, Patagonia is taking steps to reduce our collective footprint. Take the pledge at patagonia.com. Support for the show also comes from Kuat Racks. They've been working hard at redefining back racks, including the new Vagabond gear basket. And rumor has it, there's a ski rack next year. Check out their latest at kuatracks.com. Additional support comes from New Belgium Brewing. Follow your folly. I'm Fitz Cahal, and you've been listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. Yeah.